it's it's reached an age where that cheese has matured mm. really well. That's right. And it just, That's the thing just, about cheesy mm. movies. Yeah, they can mature. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. just delicious, delicious cheese. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's my, going in the in the in the uh, bumper. Melted delicious cheese. Melted all down my ass. Okay, well that escalated <laughs> quickly. <laughs> Welcome to the Good Games Podcast. My name is James. I'm Leo. And I'm Justin. Um, so longtime viewers of this podcast will know that uh, we usually talk about video games on this podcast. We usually talk about good video games. Uh, today is the opposite. We're not talking about good video games. We're not even talking about video games. We're talking about movies. But more specifically, we're going to talk about one of my passions which is mm. very bad movies. <laughs> yes, yes. Mm. As every good gamer knows, there's nothing more entertaining besides a good game than a bad movie. Oh god, love a bad movie. Yeah. Love they just like movie. especially when you know that they put all the effort they possibly could into the movie. Like they tried, not like the ones that are intentionally bad, but the ones where they like you know they're they really push to make a movie and it's it's just bad. I th- I think that's one of like my my one of the criteria to like my favorite type of bad movie is something that was really made in earnest. Like they mm-hmm. really really tried and they really really failed. And uh yeah, and uh I I think there is uh I don't know, there is a there is like there's a certain amount of ingredients that you pour into a bad movie pot. You have like, uh, you have you have you have something that's made in earnest. You have um, someone who doesn't have a super strong grasp of the English language or American culture, but nonetheless wants to make an American movie in America in English. Right, that's another important thing, mm-hmm. and uh, just a lot of like. Uh, I don't know, just <laughs> unearned like ego, just like a lot of like, oh no, 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 I know what's right. Like I know what I'm mm-hmm. doing. Like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think, think that so. is you, you stir that up and then yeah. you get the best bad movies. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I mean, I guess specifically one that we're talking about for this episode is is one that you turned me on to recently. Yeah. Uh, one of uh, one of uh, my favorite bad movies, uh, Samurai Cop, uh, mm-hmm. which has all of those things. It has, uh, you know, uh, they wanted to make an American action movie. Uh, I can't remember what the director's name is. I'm going to look that up while we talk. Uh, yeah. But he, yeah. Um, Sa- Samurai Cop um, has like the exact sounding title to get me just hyped up just by title alone. Like you got samurai, you got cops. There's all these assumptions in my head about what I'm about to watch. It's going to be amazing. But the funny thing is, is I think that like the, the poster or whatever kind of front, what are the cover of the movie itself Mm -hmm. is just a guy there's no nothing that implies a samurai. There's nothing. Right. There's nothing that even apply implies a cop. It's just a dude with really long hair, 
and he's just like looking angrily at like just at the screen and like it just says samurai cop so you're like how's this a samurai it sounds cop? like it has a lot of promise though like yeah it's a great concept like robocop yeah. was a cop robot dude yeah and it was great uh samurai cop doesn't quite like follow suit to it from like doesn't stay true to its title um James, who was it directed by? Yeah, I should have been more prepared. Amir Shervan or Shervan, Amir. I'm not sure. Uh, Has he directed anything um, else? Yes, Amir is known as a very prolific B movie. Uh, his entire oh. career, just a lot of B movie nonsense. Uh, but his okay. his masterpiece, his uh, piece de la resistance, is uh, Samurai Cop. Uh, yeah, what an objectively bad film. Oh my god. Um, so, so like the plot is pretty much, uh, he's like a new new guy. He just got hired not that long ago. There's like this dude with really long hair. For some reason, he's a samurai. I guess that's just, that's just implied. He's like, oh, we we brought him, you know, uh, from like from the from the. He's been trained by the masters in Japan, and he's you know he's this great. We brought him from Tokyo, and like he's this great. And it's just the whitest white guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. why? Yeah. What? Why? It's like uh, Steve from like East Northern California. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's I, called samurai. <laughs> For some, for some reason, reason. yeah, samurai. Which, like, the funny thing is too with this movie, there's not that much samurai with him, with like the mob and everything. There's more <laughs> yeah. like they're fighting you know, against like the yakuza or something. Yeah, they're fighting against yakuza, and he's just he shoots guns most of the time. My That's favorite good. fucking thing though is every time he does get a katana, with the exception of the the climactic scene at the end, he gets a climax. Uh, he gets a uh, katana and does like a fancy flourish. And then just like points at a bad guy. This happens two different times. Does yeah. a fancy flourish, points at a bad guy, and then his partner just shoots him in the head. Like, <laughs> yeah. Which, to be honest, that's fucking hilarious. I love yes. that. That was a great idea. Yes. Because right. that was obviously planned out. It was just like, ah, just shoot him. Yeah, yeah. Right. He does like a little flashy move. The guy gets distracted and his partner just shoots him. I mean, <laughs> why not? Why not do that? Like, okay. that's the samurai way right there. Yeah. Yes, I suppose like, that's the Indiana Jones way. Yeah, I don't know if that was like I don't know. I don't know if like a trope. I don't know if Amir had actually even seen Indiana Jones and was making a reference, or I don't know. But yeah, I suppose we should talk about Samurai Cop's partner, one of my favorite characters in the movie. Uh, oh shit! What is his name? Um, I think his name is the poor man's Donald Glover. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Yeah. By the way, uh, there's a lot of movies that. Uh, we might talk about in the back half of this podcast in our top five bad movies. There's a lot of these movies that are aspiring to be, I, I suppose that's a very generous term, aspiring to be like other great classic movies. This is definitely just a Lethal Weapon ripoff. It's yeah. <laughs> aspiring yeah. to be Lethal Weapon, but it's just kind of a, a ripoff. Um right. Yeah, shit. Now I gotta look up part. I wasn't prepared for this podcast at all. What the <laughs> hell is the partner's name? Uh, Does it matter? <laughs> the partner. I mean, uh, he's my favorite fucking character, Frank Washington. Right. Frank oh, yeah. Washington. Yeah. Frank Washington. Yeah. Good old Frank. Uh, old Frank. The best thing is they always the cameraman always just goes onto Frank's face and he's always <laughs> making like a. So. <laughs> 
just like just stupid faces. Yeah. So yeah, that's like half the I, movie. Too. Yes, I don't know for some reason. Every time there's like an important scene, or not even an important scene, there's just so many random times where it just cuts to like camera B, which is just happens to be on Frank, and he's like reacting to whatever's happening, but he's like reacting outrageously. So like, like yeah. the main character will be like flirting with a girl, and he's like, "Oh, he's like, like oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, oh, look at this." <laughs> and, like he's having like an aneurysm or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's my favorite when he's just like, yeah. yeah. Which there's a lot of that too in this movie. Of is just like just random, nothing happening. Yes. Which I mean that that happens in a lot of B movies, but uh, well, like, it's like it's almost like bad cuts or something. Like they're they're trying to give you another uh, perception of like you know facial you know, response or something from a, from a, an actor or character, but it's like, it's like highlighted way too much and takes way too long and like overemphasized. And you're like, wouldn't somebody be like, are you okay? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. What's wrong with you? You have like, a stroke actually, over here? Actually start talking about like, like things that have nothing to do with the movie. Yeah. yeah I don't uh, know. Also, another thing that really stood out to me that was particularly bad was like just the set design. Oh yeah! Like, oh god, yeah. I mean, it was like, oh. but like, it actually stood out to me a little bit more. So I mean, I've watched a good handful of bad movies, but yeah. like, at least like some of them are really trying. <laughs> like, this is like they literally just walked into like an office leasing place and called it a hospital or something. Cause, like. Yeah, because like early on in the film, um, they, I mean, the opening scene of the movie is Frank and Joe. The main character's name is Joe Marshall. He's the samurai cop. Uh, they're like chasing down, I like guess. A van. Yeah, it's like a, this drug deal, yeah. I, guess. I guess. And they yeah. capture they capture one of the gangsters from this drug deal who they think is going to lead them back to the Japanese mafia or or something. Anyway, uh, they capture this guy, but he's been like badly burned. But it's like implied that they're still in the police station, so it's like a police station that also has like a like emergency care burn ward in it. But also, like, one of the, like, establishing shots clearly shows that it's also, like, a dentist office. So, yeah. And then there's, like, also in the same scene where they're, like, running around, there's also, like, a spa in there. So it's just, like, what? It's, uh, yeah, it's and then, like, really at some point, it looks, like, it looks like an apartment complex. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, yeah, like, what's going on? Like, what the hell is this building? Apartment complex slash police office slash hospital slash dentist slash slash. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. It's a very it's uh, effective one. urban development. You know, yeah. you have a lot a lot in one area. Yeah, all like, in, in that very beginning scene, it already, like, right off the gate, I was like, what the hell? Because it was like the chief walks in, it's like, I can't believe you guys let me sit, come to my office right now. And they're like, Okay, uh, we're just gonna go over to the hospital real quick. And yeah, ignore my, that demand. My favorite is the chief, who, like, the chief I guess, is he's, the best. That's yes, my favorite character. The yeah, the chief was great. Yeah, best character I, I, of the whole movie. I think the chief is just trying to play like, like a stereotypical, like, like, <laughs> yeah, like angry, like, angry, like, boss, yeah. like, you son of a bitch, like, blah, blah, blah. pictures of Spider Man. No. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. yes, yeah. but there's like one scene where the camera lingers on him way too much, and he's like, like, he, clearly, the they actor, do a lot, they do clearly, a lot, yeah, clearly, yeah. The act, clearly, the actor, like, expected them to call cut. 
but right. they just didn't. So he's like, <laughs> yeah. "You son of a bitch!" And then he like holds this for forever. And he's like, mm. and then he like sits back in his chair and he just closes his eyes and is like, mm, waiting for them to call cut. And then after a while, he's just like, ha, ha, ha. like, <laughs> and they left this all in the film. It's like yeah. a scene that goes on for like thirty seconds too long, and it's just like. Yeah. Clearly, the actor is just like, okay, I did my scene, I'm done. Like, right, and scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my favorite is towards the end when they're fighting whatever house, and they have a a door on the side of the house that has clearly has a door attached to it, but for some reason they put up a board in front of the door so a guy can just knock down the board and come out <laughs> and start shooting, <laughs> yeah. and then. It just it, you can after you see that you can clearly see the door like on the other side. Right. Like why didn't you just kick down the door? Like yeah, I don't know. It and it just just decisions. shit like that. But yeah. decisions were made. But the best thing, and I know James wants to mention this, is the best thing of that entire movie is the fat is hair. Oh. His hair was um, uh, like uh, another yes. character. Yeah. Yes, so, like its own character. During, I've watched a lot of behind the scenes stuff on Samurai Cop. During uh, principal filming, uh, the actor, Joe Marshall, I can't remember his real name, had the actor's name, had his hair like, you know, it's a little past shoulder length. Like, it's pretty long hair. And after uh, after that, his agent, I guess, told him to cut his hair so he could try to get like different roles or whatever for different films. So he's like, cool, I'm cutting my hair. And he buzzed it really short. And I guess he was auditioning for other roles. Maybe he got another role. I don't know. And then uh, he got a call back like almost a full year later. And Amir was like, hey, we got to do uh, like pickup shots. Like, you know, uh, hey, we, we need more footage and we need to redo some stuff. Uh, can you like get back on set? <laughs> and he's like, uh, like, what the hell? I thought we were done with this movie. I thought we wrapped. Like we had a whole wrap party. He's like, I cut my hair. I don't look anything. And Amir was just like, ah, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Just show up. <laughs> and I guess him and Amir went down to like a wig shop and just they're like, ah, this will be fine. And bought like a super like <laughs> hilarious fake wig that wow. Joe wears in uh, way too much of the movie. And that it's very obvious. Yeah. It's like awesome. his hair goes from looking like matted to like really silky and like straightened. <laughs> very wiggy. <laughs> It, it, it had like, like a it had like a like a lift to it, you know. Once yeah, it's like a. It's like the volume of his hair just kept changing throughout the movie, <laughs> right? No, and it like, was it was weird. It's like it looked different in every other scene. They got the color kind of right, right? But like the but the shine, the shine was like there was a shine to it. There was just a volume to it. It just like it stuck. Well, out my favorite so is in one of the fight scenes. He's like, you can tell like they did the fight scene like you know, in the principal photography and it's like him punching the guy. And then it, I know Leo, if you watched it with riff tracks, it's one of the favorite, Oh, you, you punched me into another scene. Like yeah, yeah. he punches yeah, there's like, a cut and then it goes into a different, like they're on a different location, but it's still the same I mean, two actors. That was probably the best cut of the entire movie. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> was that the one where they're like, like literally they're fighting like near the edge of a cliff and then he punches him and then they're yeah. in like a field near like yeah. a desert yeah. field after. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, what the hell? And then, and then Joe's got the wig on. And if you watch closely, like the other guy punches him and he like reacts to getting hit and the wig like clearly comes off. And they also <laughs> left that in the movie. That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Well, that explains a lot. The wig thing. I mean, it's pretty obvious, but it makes sense now. Yeah. Um, oh God. Yeah. What a what a terrible movie. The thing is, I was watching this movie with Rift Tracks, 
because I knew I wouldn't be able to, you know, stomach it otherwise. Yeah. Are, are, do you think so? Because movies like this, I think, uh, I, I I have watched a couple of movies like this without riff tracks, and I think this is definitely a movie you could just watch. I mean, the riff tracks definitely make it better, but this is a movie you could watch. Just like this is so fucking hilarious. There, there's a there's a decent amount of you know bad movies that are so bad they're good, and I really enjoy them, and we'll probably go over those soon, but. I don't know if this is one of them. Uh, <laughs> I actually, I, I don't know. Something about, I don't know if it, I honestly, I think it's the pacing with the edits that bothered me. Like the lingering shots <laughs> on every character. Like it, it I, that was my favorite. There was even, there was even a time period, even with Rift Tracks, where I was like, I, they were, they were kind of losing me a little bit. I was like, I just can't stomach how how bad that was it was really really bad like yeah almost a not entertaining way but then wow. but then they saved me at the end with like the way things just went batshit crazy and then like the super bad cuts were really hilarious and stuff so, yeah. they, so they had me in the beginning they lost me towards the middle and then they had me again at the end and i just feel like with without riff tracks i don't know that I don't know. That's that. great. I thought this was one of the most watchable bad movies. Yeah. Like I thought I thought this is very watchable. Yeah. I find I find that like if I find a really interesting bad movie with like riff tracks, sometimes it's like I pay attention to the riff tracks through the first half, but then like I'm so fascinated by the shittiness of the movie <laughs> that I I'm not even listening to the to them yeah. anymore. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just oh yeah, the, the guys are talking. I I, forgot I was it. almost so put off by the shittiness that it, that it almost took away the enjoyment of the riff tracks it's like almost, <laughs> well, <laughs> well there's so many like insane things to watch for like the wig sw swapping back and forth also in every scene where he's wearing the wig he was like so pissed at amir because <laughs> he was just <laughs> like why am I here? Like we already wrapped. He had like, definitely had this kind of like whatever sort of. Yes, like, and he's like delivering there. like all these lines, <laughs> and it's he he delivers whatever, this line yeah. in the restaurant, and it's like my yeah. favorite line, yeah. and he says like I'm telling these sons of bi uh, sons of bitches or wait what son, <laughs> yeah, of, son, of, son of son of bitches these son of a bitches <laughs> with their secret Swiss bank accounts, and I'm telling these motherfuckers and he delivers it just flat just like that oh yeah. so good so good yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what's an all-american girl like you doing with a geek like this like that's exactly how he delivers those that guy also had a very punchable face to me mm. with the actor mm. that plays samurai okay yeah, he, looked, see him he, looked, so he looked like he looked like snobby model kind of guy yeah mm, it's like mm, such mm. a douche i just just kind of wanted to just the whole movie you know okay he's, right. he's the kind of guy who goes on the beach and wears a speedo which he does in the movie which he does in the movie <laughs> absolutely yeah, yeah that was hilarious yeah, yeah. yeah. that was uncomfortable Oof. <laughs> not really to see that much there was an, there was another great line from uh riff tracks was like i don't know who, how they took like two young very fit people and made this like the most unsexy scene. Ever. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It looked so odd. There was yeah. like, there was a point too where they were like, like about to like have sex and then it like almost like quick shots to something and then like eating dinner or something. He comes out with food that yeah. he just made while still in his bathing suit. <laughs> singing, so, singing happy birthday very also yeah, very happy birthday, yeah. yeah which implies that they didn't do it and instead just kind of like dry humped 
in their bathing suits. Right. You can, def- out. you can definitely tell she did not want to kiss him. No, no, no. There was no. a lot of like just the kind of because he was a douche. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't oh want to kiss God. him either. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what else there is to say about uh, Samurai Cop. Um, it's a it's a good bad movie. I mean, it's definitely on my on the upper echelon of bad movies that you know. Yeah gives it some enjoyment yep. um you know i will we'll go over my i, I don't know that it it is in my it is in my list of of tops i'll say that but it's not okay. my favorite but it is in the list well uh should, should we get into the list maybe I we guess? should maybe we should all right um i will uh do our do short wanna... yeah i'll do the thing um this is not really a normal episode of this podcast normally we talk about video games but uh if you want to hear more video game talk uh, you should definitely like and subscribe and thumbs up and give us five stars. Do all those things. Uh, you can find us on YouTube. Uh, you can find us on Twitch, Good Games Cast. Uh, you can find us on Patreon, Good Games Cast. And you can find us on all of your favorite podcasting apps. Also, your least favorite podcasting apps. You can probably find us there, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, support us. We do reference bad movies a lot. Yes. So yeah. Yeah, if yeah. you're a bad movie connoisseur, you would probably yeah. be welcome. All right, let's get into it. Our top five bad movie. I don't. We we don't. Here's the thing with this podcast. We don't really like. We don't. There's no like pre-show. Hey, what are we going to talk about? There's. We don't meet ahead of time. So this is what we're gonna do. Okay, this is a discovery for all of us at the same time. So yeah. Leo was Why saying, "Is this like good bad movies or bad bad movies?" And I said, "Yes, uh, whatever <laughs> the, the hell answer. you want it to be." Uh, so I don't yeah. know what the hell's about to happen right now. Mine's, but, mine's uh, like a mix. Yeah, mine's, mine's a like mix too. yeah, like mine's like I have like some that are like I enjoy, and then I have some that I regard as being like some of the worst. Yeah, which, right. And and for me, sometimes that's both. I mean, like. They are objectively the worst, but but I enjoy them. Yeah, um, I yeah, <laughs> I did good bad movies, but I could very easily come up with a list of like bad bad movies. Uh, I, should I kick it off? I suppose just kick it off. Yeah, yeah. kick it off. All right, uh, my number five is uh, a classic, uh, Troll Two. Uh, I recently uh, so Troll Two is like. Uh, it's the only movie on my list that is like a horror flick and it's like a B movie horror flick, but it's got again, another foreign director who <laughs> wanted to make like an American movie. Um, and it's got just a lot of bizarre choices. There's a lot of like very hammy acting, which I think is why this movie is uh, very beloved. Like there's a lot of ridiculous scenes outrageous scenes with hammy acting but i think of of the movies on my list this is there is an element of like silly playfulness in troll 2 that doesn't if 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 all the other movies on my list were a hundred percent earnest i think troll 2 is like 90 percent earnest but there this movie definitely has i rewatched it about a month ago this movie has a sense of humor like some of these scenes are intended to be funny. I'm I'm pretty sure anyway. Uh, I don't know how the outrageous popcorn sex scene is not. I don't know how you do that earnestly. I think that is supposed to be funny anyway. So my number five is to some weird kinks. You know, my number five is Troll Two. 
Troll 2, isn't that the one that didn't have any trolls in it? Yeah, they're, they're all goblins. They're all goblins. Yeah, that's uh, a spoiler, <laughs> town, I suppose. In the town, in the town of Nilbog? Nilbog. Nilbog is goblin spelled backwards. Yeah, there's there's actually no trolls in Troll 2. Also, uh, it has absolutely, as far as I know, I haven't seen Troll 1. As far as I know, it has absolutely fuck all to do with Troll 1. So don't think you have to go watch Troll 1 before you watch Troll 2. It's just a movie called Troll 2 that... I don't know why they called it Troll 2. Yeah, goblins are in the uh, same sort of family tree of trolls, right? I mean... I sp- yeah, I guess. I Leo, I feel like you would be the pro on that. Like, yeah. you know, more fantasy character kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm just kind of bullshitting my way, but yeah. Probably, <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, well, I guess maybe I'll go next. Um, this is probably the most mainstream choice on my top five. Um, this is a movie that may have shot Nicolas Cage into memedom uh, and it is uh, The Wicker Man. Yeah. Yeah. That is that is um, man that is a a joy really. Um, I I can't I can't decide if it is an objectively bad bad movie or a good bad movie. I think it depends on my mood. I think think it's a good bad movie. I actually rewatched The Wicker Man recently. Okay, the part that gets memed all the time is not the bees, not the bees, my eyes. The most hilarious part is how, like, like Nick Cage goes from like zero to 100 in like talking to anyone. Like, someone someone will like. Someone, yeah, someone will like mildly inconvenience him and he'll hey. be like, You motherfucker! Like, <laughs> yeah, whoa, Nick Cage. Like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he carries the badness of that film for sure, which yeah. is why it, yeah. it became such a meme for him. I mean, it just showed us just how batshit crazy Nick Cage can be. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, I mean, it's like there are times where I really, really enjoy watching that film, and this is so entertaining. You know, and then there are times where I'm like, God, this is just terrible. I can't even imagine sitting through the rest of this. Uh, I don't know. It's like a mood thing. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, that's definitely in my in my top five worst worst nice. movies. Nice. Um, my number five is a bad bad. It is one of the movies I regard as probably being one of the worst ones ever made, and it was made by a legit director, foreign but legit director who tried his who tried but didn't try hard enough. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong. Oh, yeah. Mm. And he did uh, a rendition of The Last Airbender. Oh. I enjoyed that series, that cartoon series very much. Very good cartoon Mm -hmm. series. If you haven't watched it, watch it. Near and dear to many people's hearts, yes. Yeah, it's it's really good. It really is good. Um, So he was tasked to make a movie. Oof. Did he Mm. fuck it up? I don't know um, that it would be my first director choice for for an yeah film. he must have been cheap like he must have been <laughs> yeah. real cheap to yeah. direct this but like he he got everyone's like so in the cartoon there's a very clear like sort of ethnicity of each region he got that all mixed up he made like the people who were essentially supposed to be like you know Eskimo so they're supposed to be like kind of dark skinned kind of tan you know they're in the sun all the time he made them comp- like the whitest people in the world. Like, Oh yeah. You know, they're out and you know, and then he like, I don't know. It just, it, he got that all screwed up. The, but the best thing is, is like the CG, I guess they, they cheaped out on the CG real bad so, mm. because the whole point of airbender is that there's different elements that you're bending like fire, water, you know, earth and air. Right. So 
there's one scene where like they're supposed to they're freeing like um some of the earthbenders or whatever from like a prison and they start doing things to try to start like moving rocks and then like in the scene a little tiny rock just comes floating up that's it that's it that was the cg was just a tiny little rock and that was their their earthbending it's like dude what the like did you even fucking try yeah that (laughs) one and then the airbenders are like oh we see dead people and then it was like oh what the hell (laughs) now it was just like one of those moments where i was kind of like hey you know i really like the series i wonder i wonder if this movie is going to be at least like somewhat good and i went to the theater oh waste of money i came out and it was like oh (laughs) nauseous uh yeah so that's uh, yeah i actually haven't seen that uh, and also Neither. m night Shyamalan seems like a really weird that's choice what I'm yeah it's a very like, i don't not my first pick for that yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it seems like a weird match not even my fifth or sixth pick or yeah. even top 20 I, I don't know and i i'm just gonna say this don't turn a series into a movie it's that's <laughs> impossible it's just impossible it never turns out good Never turn like something that's been like going on for like four or five seasons. Well, and we're I, gonna make it all into one movie. I'll, I will also add that any movie based on like um, a video game or like an anime, and then you turn it into a movie, there's like a specific genre of movies that like you know fit that criteria that are just gonna already be bad just at, at the onset. So you know, you, know, you kind of already have to have a, a sort of take it with a grain of salt as you start a movie that's based on a. Yeah. yeah, an animated series or or a video game. So. Yeah, I learned my lesson. Although this apparently the Sonic the Hedgehog movie is pretty good. It so is. I still, that was I, actually. I gotta watch it's, it. It's, I mean, it went it went through hell before they made it. Uh, but yeah. It, yeah, it turned out okay. I mean, it's not going to be your favorite movie of all time, but it's good. It's passable. Yeah. Also, yeah. Mortal yeah. Kombat. Come on now. Well, um, I mean, oh, that okay, is yeah. a very yeah. cheesy. But it'll... It's cheesy. Oh, yeah, that's it's how it's like, it's not bad, hell, but yeah, yeah, I. It's you know, it's. It's it's reached an age where that cheese has matured really well. That's right. And it just, That's the thing just, about cheesy mm, movies. Yeah, they can mature. Oh, yeah, 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 just yeah. delicious, delicious cheese. Uh, um, <clears throat> my number four is probably the most deep cut on here. Mm. Um, this movie goes by many different names. I've heard it go by uh, Road to Revenge. I've heard it go by Champagne and Bullets. Uh, it is probably most known as Get Even. Uh, this is a deep cut. It is pretty difficult to track this movie down at time of recording. I am hoping this will become more popular. I kind of stumbled onto this movie. This movie is so fucking great. Um, okay. Very simply. Um, I'm going to spoil the end of this movie too, because it's fucking amazing. Um, so uh, the story of get even is, um, uh, this dude's wife is murdered and he wants to go find the people who murdered his wife and get even or go on the road to revenge, depending on what the fuck title of the movie you want to call it. Anyway, um, uh, one of the most amazing things in this movie is this guy's partner is trashed. And I, I, I mean, not the character in the movie. I mean, the actor playing his partner is trashed like out (laughs) of his goddamn mind trashed the entire film and the the director who by by the way one of the other ingredients in the thing of like how to make a good bad movie 
is uh, you write your own movie, you uh, produce your own movie, you star in your own movie, and really the you, only way to get away with it, and yeah. you direct your own movie. That those right. four ingredients that, that's you. Yeah. Anyway, this guy wrote, directed, produced, and stars in his own film, um, and uh, he, he just let the camera keep rolling on this guy who is like probably has alcohol poisoning. He just borderline incoherent like can't deliver his lines and like <laughs> hey, that's a sign of true professionalism if he's still you know working anyway um at the end of the film the best part is he beats the bad guy you know whatever and you know, they're about to roll credits and uh, he gets a call and he's like oh it's your wife She's still alive. At, uh, he's visiting his wife's grave, and he's like mourning at the grave. And it's like, oh, it's your wife. She's still alive. And he like goes to the hospital, and his wife's fine. It makes <laughs> no sense, and it's brilliant. Uh, it it also, yeah. it it also has an amazing musical number where this this asshole who did all those other four things uh, performs his own song that he wrote called ah. "The Shimmy Slide." And the oh shimmy God. slide, mm, so good. Uh, so writer, that's, director, producer, actor, and yes. musical performance. Yes, get Adios. even, road to revenge. Yeah, okay. one of those you can find it. Hopefully, you can find it. This this one's of the ones on my list. This is the hardest one to track down. Wow. Okay. Well, I, I might have to. I might have to give that one a watch. It's so yeah. fucking hilarious. I love it when when you you find movies where people are clearly intoxicated I, in some way shape or form it's what's well, so he like he like goes off script he's so drunk he goes off script and he's just rambling about shit ad libbing man That's... yeah he's like ad lib but it has no sense he's not coherent yeah. and they just left it in the film <laughs> wow, That's good. Man. all right well um my number four is kind of like a freebie um um it was it's it's one of those movies that they know like on purpose it was bad i think you know but i i added it to my top five because of the amount of popularity it had and i think it's popular the movie is sharknado um oh. and i think the reason it most of these movies that are like bad on purpose to be funny kind of aren't my favorite movies and i think this is the one exception and the reason is that there are so many bad shark attack movies like yeah what is like deep blue sea and like um I guess it's not really shark, but you know, like the gator, the crocodile movies or whatever. Like there's all these movies, large, like animal that comes out of water. Yeah. You know, it's like a, it's like a thematic thing. And there's so many bad, bad movies. It's that when they make Sharknado, which is just really sort of like, you know, parodying all that and and those tropes, it just makes it actually kind of enjoyable to watch. And I mean, it's not that enjoyable to watch. I have it at number four, but the, just the sheer amount of popularity that the Sharknado, it's really a series now, I think. Right. Um, received uh, and how many people just really got on the bandwagon of like let's watch this bad movie get drunk and uh, and you know enjoy just you know the the absurdness of a tornado of sharks um, you know that this just makes it a fun I guess thing to watch yeah my wife loves Sharknado and I'm I, like I, I can't get like I like Sharknado but like it's almost a completely different category for me yeah because yeah, is, yeah. Because they're doing because, it on purpose. Because they're doing it on purpose. It wasn't yeah. something they did on in earnest. They're like, "Hey, let's make a bad movie. Let's go." Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're right. It's, it doesn't. It doesn't fit this criteria the way everything else on my list does. But um, that one, I guess, just kind of has a, a special place in my heart as, yeah. as far as that goes. 
Um, my number four is what we just talked about, Samurai Cup. Nice. I love that. It was. Just, I just. <laughs> that's like that made it to my top five. That was just telling. That was just fun to watch. It was exceptionally bad. I mean, I. There aren't a lot of, like when people when I bring up bad movies to people, and you know, I know a few pretty pretty bad good bad movies. And you know, people bring up like things that are like <laughs> child's play. Uh, but Samurai Cop is one if someone brings that up, but that is that is yeah. that does meet the criteria for sure. Yeah, it's very good. And it, the the funny thing is, I uh, didn't mention it because I ju- I was just thinking about it. Is as you're watching the movie, you'll notice that the film like grade or like the film like shading changes yeah, a lot. It goes from, like, really the, weird. Like goes to like orange to like regular to orange again. Oh yeah, like, what the hell is up with that? Yeah, to like a gray. Like I don't know if they were trying to do something in that movie, but. I'm pretty I sure they just fucked up the color grading. There's <laughs> just, just like there's not only bad acting and bad writing, you know, which is and bad setting and bad plot, but there's also just bad like technical. They, they accidentally dropped the film in a coke. Yeah, like just like technically, it was a bad. There's bad cuts and there's bad quality and yeah, yeah. bad music. Well, that's some good music too. Huh? Yeah, the music was okay. I'll tolerate the music uh my number three almost has the perfect you know written directed starred produced uh but james wen does not actually star in birdemic he somehow found just awful actors uh for uh for his his most famous movie birdemic um similar to samurai cop the level of like technical proficiency hits an astounding new low. Um, apparently, he like doesn't know that you, he he has like no professional microphone. I, you can tell that he's just using like the onboard mic in his like shitty digital camera. It's because <laughs> you can hear like in all of the scenes, there's just wind oh, the blowing. Audio, yeah, the audio, yeah. So you just get like, that, all of a sudden, <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Of like the wind blowing and like yeah, there's very strange editing choices. Like the camera will edit, or like the camera will cut before a scene is done, or just go on too long after the scene is already over. Like it's poorly oh. edited, poorly shot. Birdemic um, is really interesting to me because, and this will come up when we talk about, I guess, my number two. Um, but like, I've not yet seen Birdemic um, in its in its com- completeness, but. Um, mm-hmm. It it seems to me like a very very bad movie, oh, uh, yeah. and but it also looks like so for 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 those of us regular view um, listeners or viewers to our podcast, you may not know that um, James actually has a couple of short films out there you could probably find oh, um, if, if you did enough searching. You and I mean it's it is some really really juicy stuff, but it's basically made by just you know some college or or high school kids depending on how far you go, and super cheesy and terrible. It would probably fit your criteria, James, in a lot of um, regards. Very enjoyable, um, but it, this movie, the 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 Birdemic movie, just seems like a like a long version of that. Like it just seems like something that they, they were just to do. yeah, like just some friends made with like a with like a phone camera or something like. Yes, uh, but uh, James Wen is like an avid admirer of Alfred Hitchcock, so uh, he also I've. I I came to a very depressing realization the other day that I have seen more of James Wen's filmography than I had of Alfred fucking Hitchcock's filmography. <laughs> so I was like, oh, t- time out. I need to go watch some Hitchcock films. Fucking stat. 
because I cannot have seen more of bad ripoffs than I have seen the actual, <laughs> actual films. Yeah. 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 So for because he's done other Hitchcock ripoffs for Birdemic, right. he is ripping off the birds. Yeah, um, right. And um, his idea for how to get birds, killer birds in his movie uh, was apparently to uh, just get an animated GIF of a bird <laughs> uh, just doing this. Yeah. And then just copy paste that about eighteen times, um, and then the, the terrible uh, sound noise, effects, yeah, noise yeah. <laughs> going off like, oh, I mean, it was like that, comical, like how. That's, oh, this is this is one of those movies where like there might be a point where you go, okay, I got to turn this off, <laughs> like I can't. <laughs> no, I can't it's so good. You have yeah. to stare into the void. Yeah. Come on, it's so goddamn good. Uh, yeah, it's it, you know it's got everything: bad special effects, bad technical proficiency, bad acting. It's just bad, 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 bad. Um, shockingly, uh, I can't say the same for a lot of these other filmmakers, but obviously uh, he's made a lot of bad movies. Birdemic was the one that really blew up, and James Wen has continued to make movies after Birdemic, and you would think like. Because Birde- he made Birdemic 2, and I was like, well, okay, he's got this, like, Patreon-funded now, and, like, he's got to be, like, somewhat self-aware, right? Because, like, he's got <laughs> this be, huge... He has to be in on his own joke. He's got this huge <laughs> following. Right. Let me tell you, Birdemic 2 is exactly the same movie as, for better or worse, it yeah. is not more or less self-aware. It's just... He made the same movie twice. It's it's amazing. I can't believe that he was somehow able to just shut out all of the feedback and criticism. He hasn't improved his technical proficiency, hasn't changed anything. It's got the same editing problems, the same hilarious special effects. It's his style, man. Yeah. Was it though, like, didn't he do Birdemic 2 like, like that on purpose because of the success of one? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, he had like a huge following, and uh, b- a bunch of people like yeah, got on Patreon. Were like, "Please make another one of these." But like, the thing you would expect from that is like, "Oh, let me just make a lot of references to the first film, and like, I'll I be mean, in on my craft." Yeah. Uh, or, or, or if he's not going to be self-aware, let me, yeah, improve my craft. Let me try to improve on what I've done in the last film. Nope. It's the literally the same movie. Like the plot is the same. The characters are the same. It's amazing. Anyway, yeah. Uh, James Wen, thank you very much uh, for Birdemic. Nice. Um, yeah, we might have a little more overlap in the top three here, but um, my number three uh, goes to Samurai Cop. And uh, we've already you know, talked that one to death. Nice. But, uh, yeah. it's, a, it's a good, bad movie. Nice. And surprisingly, my number three is also Birdemic. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's hilarious. That's like, yeah, that's like a good, bad. It's both a a good, bad and a bad, bad. It's a good, it's a good little mix of the two. Seems like, I mean, it's like, like, again, I haven't seen the full thing, but like it is. It just you could just tell it's like exceptionally, oh, yeah, yeah. exceptionally yeah. At a, bad. At a, at a yeah. glance, you're just like, ooh, that one's a stinker. <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited to, to, to finish that. Oh, it's it's amazing. Uh, that's another one you could watch with riff tracks. Uh, there's there's a good riff for that. Yeah. Um, my number two is also Samurai Cop. Uh, I will now take this opportunity to say that Samurai Cop also has a sequel, Samurai Cop Two. It is not done <laughs> by Amir. 
It was oh. created by fans who loved the original. Oh. And because of that, it is extremely self-aware to the point where they went out and intentionally casted bad actors. Tommy Wiseau, who, you know, I know we know who Tommy is, uh, mm. stars in Samurai Cop 2. It, uh, I watched Samurai Cop 2 because I was like, oh, let me see. Just let me watch this as a curiosity. It's it is a bad, bad movie. It is not. There is. It is irredeemably bad. Uh, it uh, skip skip Samurai Cop two. Birdemic two is watchable. Samurai Cop two is a total wreck. It's <laughs> awful. Just oh, awful. I'm gonna have to watch it now. No, it's so. <laughs> the problem is they had no technical proficiency filming. They apparently just taped the zoom button down on the camera. So that all every single shot is like tightening in on the like, okay. and it's like it's nauseating. It like actually makes you sick to watch that movie. It's it's very very bad. Watch it in VR. Very Ooh. bad. <laughs> uh, so cannot endorse uh, Samurai Cop two, but uh, original Samurai Cop definitely one of my favorites. Okay, uh, my number two goes to which is funny. I think this is one of the few times I will actually put something on my list because just from like watching part of it i just know it's better than the other three things or other yeah three things i've mentioned so far and that is uh it's gonna go to birdemic um if if it's not allowed for me to put something on that i haven't finished completely i was also going to say honorable mention to um another movie that takes itself very very seriously and is hilarious especially with riff tracks is twilight um, oh, oh, like mm. probably my oh, favorite riff mm. tracks ever. I um, I also uh, a few months ago watched through the entire franchise, oh, and yeah. I I had a roller coaster ride with that because I think the original Twilight is a good bad movie. Mm-hmm. By the time we went through the entire series, I wound oh, up in a tough. pit of hell yeah, where it's tough. just this is just nonsense insane bad it, this is bad bad now it, yeah yeah it's, it's journey like, from good bad to bad bad it's sure. I, oh oh yeah. by the yeah. end of that series i i um i i watched it we were playing like a drinking game and uh <laughs> there was not enough alcohol to make me enjoy i've the- tried to i've tried <laughs> to watch the last movie in that series it's so I think, awful i think five times i've never finished it yeah um, it's, <laughs> it's sad it's anyway, bad. well, yeah. So, so I was gonna say honorable mention for something I have watched and really enjoyed to its completion was um, was Twilight, especially with riff tracks. Like, yep, probably my favorite riff tracks um, film. So, honorable mention number two there. Yeah, yeah. My wife made me see the the first two movies, and I told her after that, I'm like, if they make any more, I'm not coming. To Never the- again, or we're <laughs> like, you, I'm not- you got off the train before it got bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like. I'm not already, this yeah, but it was grade. already just so like weird. It's like, what the fuck is even going on? I don't on? think it's weirder. Yeah, I'm just like, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to be so part weird. of it. What, um, what is it? What? What's the weird thing? It's like her boyfriend is like in love with her daughter or his. I, I don't know. It gets I think, real I think fucked like up and weird. Child molester, and then yeah, the, it gets like. She uh, has like a demon baby, and uh, then I forgot has, about the fuck. <laughs> god damn it oh it's it's so bad it's so bad and i watched it with rift track the rift tracks couldn't even redeem yeah the the vampires vampires glisten in the (sighs) sun yeah and the thing is too if you don't know anything about the twilight series you have no idea what the fuck's going on no it's it's just yeah worse it's just even worse yeah yeah like it's 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 pure fan service really is what all it is 
there you go. Honorable mention Twilight there. Um, yeah. My number two is Space Mutiny. Yes! Yes! I love Space Mutiny. Yes! That's just, that's a fun, bad film to watch. Mm. Especially with Rift Tracks. It's really good with Rift Tracks. But it's good without Rift Tracks, too. It just is just a beautiful, like, they tried to make a space movie, and it's it's just so silly. <laughs> it's just so goofy. But you know they tried to they tried so hard. They shot most of the movie in like a like a warehouse with just like pipes everywhere. A warehouse scream space. <laughs> yeah. You can clearly see windows with like the sun shining through. Like yeah. um there are like they had the weird little go-kart things that they drove around and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's and you can there's supposed to be this like futuristic space mobile and it's supposed to be this like high speed, like high ri- high stakes chase scene at the end of the movie, but they're going like two feet of, uh, like they're just like like they're not going anywhere. yeah and you can tell it's a cart because the entire chassis is yeah. just fucking rattling um <laughs> and like the explosions you can clearly see the boxes they set up just like sitting in the scene going <laughs> you're like okay yeah. uh, that box just blew up um it's it's that's just such a it's a good series especially with the riff tracks and like making fun of the dude running around all the time yeah yeah Fun fact, did you know that um, uh, Punch Rock Groin, Big McLarge Huge, I can't remember, writer, some, something writer, actually yeah. actually married his co-star, uh, Grandma uh-huh. Daughter. Yeah, he actually married Grandma Daughter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because like the... The princess was like weird because you couldn't tell what age she was. Like, was that like like she was like skinny but kind of wrinkly, but kind of her hair was poofy, but. But it looked like she was also like dyeing her hair to make it not go gray. Like, like is she in her like seventies or her twenties? I don't know. Her voice says twenties. Her eighty twins, you know. Yeah, (laughs) she. Yeah, that actress is amazing. She could be twenty. She could be seventy. It's very hard to tell. So yeah, (laughs) the riff tracks refer to her as grandma daughter. Yeah. (laughs) My 30 something year old lady. Yeah. 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 That's, uh, that's a good one. Watch Space Mutiny. Oh, Space Mutiny's uh, fucking classic. Uh, my number one. I we are, do we have a three way number one here? I think <laughs> we might have a three way number it's one. This is the one we all bonded on. So yeah. I mean, number one three way. Uh, yeah, I mean this. Uh, uh, I our listen, listeners. Our, yeah, if there is one film that you have to just uh, like, if you haven't seen and you think you've seen the worst movie and you haven't seen this, you're doing it wrong. You're just yeah. doing it wrong. This is I this mean, is the, this is the Jesus into the movies. Like, <laughs> this is what gives you to them. The Messiah yeah. of bad yeah. films. It's, it's got everything. It's got a foreign man trying to make an American movie. He wrote, produced, starred, directed. It's got everything. It's got bad acting, bad filmmaking. It's just the perfect storm. Disturbing sex bad scenes. Script. Yes. Bad script. Bad plot. Bad setting. Weird characters. Useless characters like the mom. <sighs> <laughs> it is the perfect storm of bad movies. It is the room. It's probably what? It's probably the most popular bad movie now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, well, a couple years ago. Um, I, you know, I'm really happy to hear that we have a three-way you know, number one here because I feel like that movie really um, was a catalyst for, for especially James's love of bad films. In my opinion, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I think it does. And oh, yeah, af- oh, yeah. after all these years, and I know you have sort of a wall of fame of bad films, 
yeah, I love hearing that that the room still holds that special number one spot in your heart. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh yeah, I was gonna say uh, a lot of people might know this because um oh what's the brother's name? Uh uh fuck or... no, um who's the famous actor? His oh, uh, name yeah. is uh when I'm making me draw a blank, escaping uh, me. I can uh, go- Green Goblin guy. Green Goblin guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh my lord! Uh, All right, somebody talk. I'm gonna have to look that up before I lose my mind. Um, uh, with the brother, you know, the little brother. Um, I don't we know. made the movie. They did the William Defoe had the son, and the son is uh, James Franco. Holy shit! There's Franco. Uh, there yeah. Uh, in 2017, James Franco made The Disaster Artist, which was kind of a drama, comedy, biography, chronicling the making of uh, this masterpiece of bad filmmaking. Uh, which really just brought it to a whole new generation of, you know, of people. Again, like it was already, you know, like it went through a wave of cult following when right. we were in college and stuff. And then, you know, a decade later, it brought a whole new set of fans to the to the movie yeah. yeah it's uh it's it's amazing it's tommy we stars oh. in this movie and he he's earnestly trying to make this huh yeah he wrote directed start right yeah and he, he's like earnestly trying to make this like very serious drama <laughs> but like all these hilarious things happen that have nothing to do with anything there's this weird drug deal that has nothing to do with anything there's a mother who has cancer that has nothing to do with anything all uh, of it has almost nothing to do with the room there's like yeah. there's yeah in like almost every like scene there's a build-up to something mm-hmm. and then it just disappears yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's like there would be this whole tragic thing right. of like they make it all this series and then it just and it's all connected by fun. terrible sex scenes almost like oh, virtually like softcore porn like, yeah, sorry, yeah sorry if you've never seen the room it's borderline a porn yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of it, yeah, it's uh, borderline of soft. The first half of the fir- first half is a borderline softcore porn. Yeah. <laughs> well, the hilarious thing, was, uh, the, the thing that was so unbelievably fucking funny to me was like, there's a lot of like sex, and then I'm like, okay, we're past the sex scenes now, and there's always one more that I forget about. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, there's like four yeah. fucking sex scenes for no goddamn reason that go on way too long. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is part of it, and it's a great drinking game movie. Um, and also, um, I don't know if they still do it, but for a long time, Cartoon Network would feature it on I, April Fool's I Day. I still do it. As far as I know, they still do it. Annual, the annual room watching. Yeah. Um, and if anybody from my job is listening to this podcast, I know I have a few people who listen. You have heard me talk about the room since day one when I started at where I work five over five years ago, and only like one person has watched it. But like, I, I feel like as almost like we mentioned earlier, like it's like the Jesus or the Messiah of bad films. Like I almost feel like I have to like go out and tell the world about this film like anytime i meet if you've never seen the room like have, have you not heard the good tale of the room like let me let me you open your mind yeah. have you heard the good news have you heard of our lord and savior the room Tommy <laughs> it's amazing like oh. it's gonna be my life's mission to just yeah. like share this film with the world 
Yeah, I was gonna describe the room more. You can't, you can't describe it and do it justice. It's just fucking. Uh, it's amazing. It's literally amazing how bad yeah. it is. It really, it really is. And you know what? There's a lot of people who aren't into good bad movies, right? Like, right. It just doesn't work for them. Like they just can't get past the badness of the movie. Trust yeah. me, the room will surpass that that right. uh, that wall. Yeah. Like it, 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 it captures every audience. I've never met someone that has not. It, at least when they watch it with me, I don't know. One of our friends who we had him watch it, and we knew he was going to be like completely negative against the thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He uh, he watched the whole thing, and he was just like, "So like that was stupid." <laughs> but then, like later on that night, he's literally quoting the fucking movie, right? Like, right. See, yeah. You it's did very, like it, you son of a bitch. Like it's very it's, quotable. It sticks with very you. Very quotable. Very yeah. quotable movie. I mean, that is probably the most quoted film. In, I mean, it's I between know. that and Office Space is like the most quoted thing in, in my household. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's amazing. It's it's been a big. Uh, it's been such a big part of our, my life. At least uh, we have gone to like live fan showings of the room with one of the actors who showed up like my mm-hmm. wife and I have a picture of her and I I'm in Tommy Wiseau Johnny who's the character from the cosplay and she's in Lisa cosplay and we're in between uh, Greg Sestero who plays Mark yep. uh, we got yep. to watch a Fantastic screening photo. with him mm-hmm. uh, which was amazing I have I mean I have forever uh, you know what is immortalized photo of me and you guys and a couple others, you know, throwing a football in in and Texas, yeah, and uh, I mean, you know, there's just it's, yeah, it's, it's it's probably it's it's part of our lives, you know, like 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 indefinitely, like this is just it's going to be on my gravestone, you know. Here lies Leo, fan <laughs> oh, of the room. <laughs> <laughs> Here lies Leo. Everyone betray him. <laughs> Everyone betray him. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, number one for sure. The room, it's the room. amazing. Uh, you guys want to endorse some stuff? Yeah, I got some stuff to endorse. Cool, endorse away. Um, I got a couple of things to endorse. Um, uh, number one, I highly, highly endorse smelling your baby. Um, just inhaling, just the scent of your child. Um, so. A little bit of backstory because I'm not a weirdo. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wanted to deliver it that way first. So, so my wife is, uh, you know, someone who who has heightened emotions at times, and and like you know, last night for example was very flustered after a long day of work, and and you know, and she will admit that like she can like get off of work and come into into the bedroom and be like, oh, you know, uh, and has like a lot of like you know angst with her, and um, and stayed up really late and stuff, and then went to go nurse our son and then like just smelled him just like just like there's like endorphins or something right like when it's like when your baby or something there's some sort of like chemical and i totally relate to this when she said it and it literally like just brought everything down to like totally mellow and like chilled her out so i don't know if this is has any scientific basis but if you have a child or if you can just grab someone else's child, you know, just you know, grab a baby. Just, just smell a baby. Grab a baby. Just smell a baby. You know, like if you're <laughs> we, feeling stressed, I'm stressed out, where's the baby? Yeah. We at the Good Games Podcast do not endorse sniffing other people's babies. We, I endorsed sniffing babies, man. Listen, if you just need like a pocket 
stress <laughs> relief. President kiss babies. I you got say. a niece. You got a nephew. You got a strange baby at the bus stop. Just smell them, and it's gonna it's gonna brighten up your day. Uh, that's my first endorsement. Second endorsement is um, anybody a fan of Diablo two? Yeah. Um, yeah. The Diablo series is a is a pretty um, old series from Blizzard, and Diablo three, um, you know, it's probably the newest one, and you can play re- pretty easily. But if you wanted to play like Diablo one or two, good luck, right? Like these games were like made you know decades ago and are terribly hard to play. Well, there is a fun little open source. I don't know if it's open source, but uh, um, you know, a, a third party tool you can download. Um, called well the initials are pd2 i actually don't even know what pd stands for uh, anymore project diablo 2 probably i think uh, project diablo 2 where um as long as you have the key for diablo 2 which you can still buy from blizzard um for pretty cheap then um you can download the client you can um try install it it just doesn't run really that well on windows 10 or newer machines and then you download this project diablo 2 thing with mod which mods all those files and actually makes it playable and my God, Diablo 2 is still the greatest game ever for Blizzard. And um, I played it back in like, I mean, like late 90s or something. And it was or early 2000s, whenever it was. And it has um, still uh, held its entertainment value. So nice. if you like Diablo 2 and you feel like playing it, check out Project Diablo 2. Nice. Okay. And also Smell Babies. No, I just probably shouldn't do that. It smelled really good. Uh, I am going to endorse something that doesn't need endorsing uh, at all. Uh, I'm going to endorse one of the biggest media events of the year. I'm going to endorse Super Bowl 55, uh, mm. specifically because oh. history is being made today, people. Oh. Or Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Here we go. Yeah, my hometown, my beloved hometown, Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be the first team in NFL history to both host and play in a Super Bowl. Uh, which, by the way, and also not have a full stadium. <laughs> by the way, yeah. <laughs> by the way, uh, somebody, somebody, probably one of the Glaciers, one of our owners, absolutely made a wish on a monkey's paw. Like, oh yes, can we? Uh, play in and host our super bowl oh why yes you can global pandemic and then a <laughs> finger curls on the monkey's paw uh yeah, that was so, not part of the deal yeah so we will not have uh, a full stadium with with you know all of our fans in there but uh all the same uh the city of tampa is both hosting and playing in a super bowl and uh if you don't live in tampa and you don't give a shit about the buccaneers that's valid um so, so james this this was a question i kind of I've been wanting to ask you about like this specifically. Like, does it does it feel dirty at all? The fact that like Tom Brady like probably caused like I mean, like how dirty is that? It is it's a it little is, dirty to me. It is a weird. N- none of this seems real to me. Like, <laughs> it's a weird bizarre I, I, world. Literally, the worst team like yes. two years ago. That's the thing, like, right? It's, like I've been a Bucks fan my entire life, and with the exception of like the late '90s and early 2000s, I mean the last. Which 18, I remember, and we made it to Super Bowl before. The right? last 18 years of being a fan of this team has just been misery. Like this team has basically been dog shit for the last 18 years, mm-hmm. and to go from like the bottom 
of the league of like the doormat of just everyone barely better than the rate than the yeah like my expectations for a season is like hope we win like four or five games (laughs) to like now we're in the super bowl it is very strange and none of this seems real and this all happened in the off season when the buccaneers uh signed uh living legend uh of the game tom brady and it is weird. You're right to answer your question, Leo. It's kind of it feels weird. Weird. Because I feel like now there's a lot of people rooting against the Buccaneers, specifically because they don't like Tom Brady. I mean, right. and that's that's fine. You could not controversial. like controversial. You, know, yeah. you could not like Tom Brady. I am not a huge Brady fan. I might be a big Brady fan Monday morning if he wins a Super Bowl. But I mean, uh, yeah, the, the 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 turnaround that has been like a cascade effect of him siding with the team because he's brought uh, a lot of whatever. I mean, people call it ring chasing, but he's brought a lot of other like Rob Gronkowski, Antonio Brown. He's brought a lot of other. His A team. He's brought a lot of other superstars that have Man, also. They're still to they're, at the end of the day. They're putting Bucks uniforms on, right? So I totally yeah, get that. it is but kind of weird to to there uh, there's a lot of people on this team that i don't recognize from last year you know and mm-hmm. not recognize uh, and that that might be what it takes to get them to the super bowl and uh, but. the buccaneers have not been a team that have historically like gone out and signed like really big eh, with it with a couple of sec- exceptions they don't really like go out and sign like really big stars and free agency this has historically been a franchise that builds their team with the draft, which means that you have, you know, a lot of seasons to get to know your roster. You know what I mean? Right, right, so yeah. there is a huge difference between this roster that is playing in the Super Bowl and last like year's last roster. Year, yeah, which which I didn't know. Game. That's also kind of like a victory for you know the team management. And on, Ab- uh, I, we're playing in a Super Bowl. That's absolutely yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I still give it some some value in that regard, but yeah, I guess I, I'm glad that you validate my feelings. Uh, that's kind of how I felt about it. Just like a little weird, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, huge it. credit to our general manager Jason Light, who has gotten all of these uh, amazing players together. But yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> Let's assume that you don't give a shit about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which is fine. Uh, another reason to watch on Sunday. Uh, you are seeing. Uh, I mean what is almost inarguably the greatest quarterback of all time, just going off of Super Bowl w- w- rings and like winning percentage, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, facing, uh, you know, he's definitely at the twilight of his career. He's definitely closer to the end of his career than in the beginning. He's what? 40, Probably is, it could be his last one. 43 now, I think. He's either 43 or 44. I'm surprised um, he's still alive. I don't know. <laughs> he's probably going to die tomorrow. Uh, uh, no, you're seeing, you know, uh, a very old legend of the game facing up against uh, what is like the, the, you know, the hot new, yeah, the new, yeah, the new kids uh, on the defending yeah. Super Bowl champions, Patrick yeah. Mahomes yeah. and the Kansas City Chiefs. So, I, like, I think Brady's going to run laps around him. I, uh, I would, like, I sure hope so. But anyway, that's <laughs> that's another reason to watch is you're seeing, you know, one of the. Past greats versus the up and coming. Like who's right. gonna win? As a as a Florida, you know, resident for most of my life, this will be the first and only time I will be able to deck myself out in the team gear for a Super Bowl. Hell yeah. <laughs> like I have the hats, I have a jersey, I have you know, like 
you know, unless for some reason the USF Bucks or Bulls were playing in the Super Bowl, I wouldn't be able to do it any other time. Well, Jason uh, Pierre Paul is playing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, literally the team because I have like the team. That's true. Jersey, That's true. true. Um, but yeah, um, so I'll yeah I'll be in full Bucks. Hell yeah. Entire. And even if you don't care about the NFL at all, I mean, come on. Which I barely do. To commercials, halftime show. Come on. There's a lot of reasons hey, to watch. Yeah. Rumor has it. Mm. You guys know I have a very, very near and dear to my heart fantasy series that I've wa- read since I was in high school. called the Wheel ah, of Time. During the Super Bowl? There was a rumor floating around that we might see an ad for the new uh, you know, series adaptation. But you know, it's total rumor. Hey. Probably, maybe won't happen. But yet another reason to watch Wheel of Time. Another reason to watch Amazon uh, Prime might be dropping some bombs. We'll see. Hey, there you go. Uh, also, even if you still don't give a shit, um, I made uh, uh, a lot of hilarious drinking rules. And win or lose, I plan to get very drunk on Sunday. Stream it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be good. Um, geez, Louise. Uh, my recommendations. Um, first one is uh, actually one that you recommended, Leo. That I I, I got mainly for football, mainly for Super Bowl. In the last game was the YouTube TV. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. YouTube TV is not that bad. I like it's it. Pretty good. It's pretty, it's pretty good. good. Um, pretty good. Yeah. yeah. For what you get, I mean, it's one of the price to like what you get is pretty much worth it. Yeah. Um, like if you start watching anything, it pretty much DVRs it for you automatically, and there's no really they don't limit it or anything. It like mm-hmm. it just expires after a long period of time. But like, it, it's good. I mean, I got no complaints with it. And the nice thing is, I found a couple movies that I um, been meaning to watch, never just just never had a chance to watch them. Those kind um, of movies you only watch when they're on TV. So unless you have TV, you're not gonna watch them. Well, the problem is these are yeah, it's like they're the kinds of movies that would only be on shit like like Stars or HBO right. or whatever you know, movie channels. Right. And so, and I never. First of all, I never. I haven't had TV in the longest time. Yeah. Um, really. uh, just get my shit off the internet. Um. Uh. <sighs> I forgot the point I was trying to make. I said one. YouTube TV, uh, YouTube TV and movies and Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so with with that, with YouTube TV, I go into my second recommendation, which is I watch two movies that I've been meaning to watch. That I really wanted to watch. Um they're about spice and um Interstellar and mm. The Martian. Oh yeah, I just watched The Martian. It's good. Both yeah, both great movies. Yeah, really good movies. Um they, they both didn't they both come out the same year too? Or was it, it Interstellar no, in some other space you know, movie? Like two or three years ago. Uh, Interstellar okay. came out like four or five years ago, I want to say. Okay. There was yeah. something that like it is, uh, another space movie that came out around the same time as Interstellar and it was like weird. Like the, the year of like... There was movie. like... Yeah, there was like a year of space movies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say the whole reason we did this episode is because the video game release calendar is uh, looking, <laughs> looking pretty tight. Tumbleweeds blowing in the wind right now. It's, we might actually be a movie a movie podcast now. Well, what? Okay, is our next episode? We we threw out Besiege. We threw out Rust. Uh, Mario 3D World's coming out, re-releasing, I suppose, next week. I'll definitely be playing that. Uh, we're gonna anyway. 
I suppose we could take that conversation offline, but we'll, those we'll are hopefully have something for you viewers. So some potential episodes that could be coming in the future. Lots of games that have already been out for a very long time. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why the hell not? We can talk about okay. it. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Anything else? Um, no. Cool. All right. Good episode. Right. We did it. That was a good, bad episode. Good, bad episode. Uh, <laughs> all right. For the Good Games Podcast, I'm James. I'm Leo. I'm Justin. See you next time. Goodbye. See ya. Like roughly when like SpaceX was starting to like maybe rise yeah up. that's why yeah oh yeah that's a bonus endorsement have you guys been uh, watching the progress of the new Starship yeah rocket they keep blowing up <laughs> yeah I was gonna say did you watch it blow up a couple days ago that was entertaining I, I haven't watched it recently now but you know uh, I, I watched the beginnings of it and the suits and everything a couple months ago. Yeah, well, watch the SN8 flight and the SN9 flight. Both of them end in big giant fireballs. Very entertaining. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, thoughts on Interstellar since we're, this is a movie episode, Ryman? Oh, um, it was fine. Yeah. I, not my favorite Christopher Nolan movie, but it's fine. Yeah, I mean, like, I I, I enjoyed it. There were certain, thing, like, certain things in the plot that just kind of made me go, eh. Like where I like the whole like they were jumping to the different planets trying to figure out like which one, you know, were they supposed to inhabit and they found like the first one had like the the time problem where, you know, instead of it being two years, it was 23 years or something crazy like that. I like I enjoyed that whole the whole concept of like, you know, the space time continuum like changing mm -hmm. because they went into this whole area. I didn't like the whole like plot where he the one guy in charge of everything like he's like oh i never you know went on his on his deathbed was like i never meant you know for us to send people it was always meant to be plan b which was to leave you know was to breed people and it's like why what like i don't know i just felt like that it that didn't go anywhere really <laughs> yeah i guess that's kind of a subplot yeah and then like i don't know the whole like fifth dimension thing was yeah, like that was weird. kind of a was kind of okay but yeah, that's kind of the most uh controversial portion is like what really happens when you go through a black hole kind of thing yeah it, and uh a little, was, mind, a little bit mind fucky yeah that one yeah. was just odd um but i mean like overall i like the whole i like the whole concept of traveling through space and they did the whole like you know kind of space travel thing pretty well i i, I mean they they tackled that pretty good so I, I, that's that's enough for me i think that's specifically why i like the, the movie a lot it's like the emphasis there's two movies that i like a lot because of the emphasis that they put on the fourth dimension and it's interstellar and uh, arrival and okay just oh, yeah. because a lot of movies don't put an emphasis on you know how other beings would probably use the fourth dimension the same way we use the third dimension and like a 2d character would look at us like we're these crazy beings because we can move in 3d space like um that, that whole concept i like a lot they didn't do it that well in interstellar they did it fantastically in arrival really i was gonna say I, both of them 
movies have endings that make no goddamn sense. Well, the ending. Well, it can't. It's it's always a little bit of like one of those like Back to the Future kind of things. Like, well, it's a paradox. Yeah, yeah, it's a paradox. But I I like things that play on that paradox because it's a paradox because it doesn't make sense to us because we're not beings that can move comfortably in the fourth dimension. So like spoilers for both interstellar and, uh, and, uh, and arrival, I guess I, I would say arrival more than interstellar is to me. Like what I'm like, arrival was my favorite movie that came out the year it came out. That was, that was my movie of the year. Interstellar wow. wasn't when it was released, but I really liked arrival. That's funny. I liked interstellar a lot more than arrival, but really yeah. the ending pissed me off to arrival. <laughs> It's like that doesn't make any fucking sense. It's no. a circle, man. No. no, I know it's a circle and it doesn't make any fucking Just sense. Just like their language. <laughs> it's all based on fourth dimension. Have you seen oh, Arrival? another uh another space movie. Huh? huh? Arrival. I don't what? know. I don't remember. All right, you need to go watch Arrival. Go. Go watch it. Uh It's on YouTube TV probably. Yeah, I was going to say The Martian also very good. Like yeah, actual Martian's good. Uh, actual like engineering science like yeah yeah, yeah. very yeah. grounded in, yeah. i mean there's a lot of sci-fi in there but it's sure. it's very grounded in science and in mm-hmm. like technology mm-hmm. and fact mostly yeah uh, but wasn't it weird wasn't matt damon in both yeah he was the one who <laughs> he was the same character in both movies i was oh, like yeah. i i watched them back to back so i was, it was really to, weird like, it's like together it's like they watch interstellar and they're like let's make a whole movie about this one character from interstellar and on, call it the martian on the other end of the martian uh because like everyone was like oh this movie was so good wow i went i, I watched gravity gravity oh, that was the one that came out gravity came out the same year as interstellar right yeah that, that was it yeah you're yes, right gravity that's the one has terrible like, it's it's a bad movie. Like so it, bad. it's it's a it's definitely like it's it's wearing the clothing of a space movie. It's not yeah. a space movie. Don't it's yeah. it's a so movie bad. like it's a movie about like grief and motherhood and like yeah. it has fuck all to do with space and none of none of what happens in that movie is has any remote grounding in like science or fact or technology. Like there's no, so many no things that I was like. I don't have like a super strong understanding of this, but I'm pretty sure this is all bullshit. Like, sure it's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like, it's spelled of of like science as explained by a drunk frat boy. Yeah, there's like a saying where like George Clooney is like holding onto this rope and he's like, Aah! and I'm like, no fucking gravity in space. What is he? What? <laughs> He's like, oh, and then he like, like, gets the centripetal force, man, you know, from the spinning. Anyway, yeah, it's dumb. It's that that was the movie. Gravity was the movie that came out. I thought, I think, the same year as Interstellar, and it was like, I watched that, and I was like, oh, I wish I could have uh, two hours. I watched both of those as they came out that year, and it was like, what is going on right now with space and movies? Not like Gravity. It's not a movie about space. It's it has nothing. To do with nah, space. It just it, it took place it took place in space, so I guess marginal <laughs> yeah, yeah, the the fucking opening of that movie is like uh, Sandra Bullock and George Clooney and they're like shooting the shit and they're like, Oh, so like like uh do, are you I'm single? Do you, like do you have any kids? And they're like making small talk in fucking space. I'm like, uh pretty sure they would have been like training for months for this mission. Pretty sure they <laughs> know each other pretty goddamn well at this point yeah like right right yeah. anyway <laughs> also also sandra bullock and george clooney not the two people you think of for like a space movie no 
not believable well, characters. It is literally well, which, so yeah, that works out. Yeah. I, like the one thing that made me not even want to watch that movie was like how they pitched it, like in the trailers, was like mm. uh them like falling off the state or the ship or whatever and like kind of yeah. flipping around through space. I can't yeah. watch that kind of stuff because that'd make me want to puke. I was afraid that movie would make me want to vomit, but like, a little bit it, of like the camera play, right? I think I remember. Yeah, I mean, there's some interesting stuff they do with the camera, but like, really, it just kind of pissed me off because I like every other scene would have something. I'm like, I'm pretty goddamn sure that's <laughs> that's no all sense. none of yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, interestingly enough, Matthew McConaughey would probably be someone I also would not think would be great for yeah. a space film, except for the fact that recently I rewatched. Um, Shit, what's it called? Uh, connection? Connect us? Contact. First contact or contact? I think this is called contact. It's the one where... Um, um, hold on. This is, contact. So I was watching a TikTok. And the TikTok was like, what is like one movie that has the most impressive um, like filmography or cinematography? And like the person responds like, okay, like just like here, watch this. And it's the scene in Contact where the girl has to get her medicine for her dad because he's like you know having like a stroke or something or heart attack and then she's like runs upstairs to the medicine cabinet and then the camera zooms out and it's actually behind her and you were looking at her reflection the whole time in the medicine cabinet and she opens and it opens the cabinet and it's like whoa like what the hell just happened like you thought you're looking at her from the front and you're actually looking at her from behind it was so cool um but that movie features uh like Jodie Foster and Matthew McConaughey, like you know, all about space and making contact. It's it's actually a pretty decent film. Like you might want to watch that, James. It's not like the nineties. Yeah. Oh, well, we got I guess a bunch of bonus space movies yeah. related. While we're on the topic of movies, you know, might as well talk about 